Richmond take their turn. Kick to the near side. Sliding mark for Mansell. There's a minute and ten to go. Saad hatched over the top of him for quite a while. But he gets on with it now. Kicks it into the middle of the ground. And it's Hopper. A minute left. Hopper sends it long. Richmond need a mark. Lynch! He's got it! He's got it! <laughs> it's going to be a draw. It's going to be a draw. Lynch has taken the mark. It's extraordinary. Lynch has taken the mark and can go back from about 25 metres out. Only a slight angle. First match of the year. Oh, haven't we missed it? Tim Toronto expertly got in the way. This is to draw it up. 25 seconds left. Lynch to tie the match. He's done it. What a great mark by Tom Lynch. And Tim Taranto expertly ran to the drop of the ball and just placed himself slightly in the road of Jacob Wietering, who could not get to and make the spoil. Think about all that's tied into that. Lynch with that late shot at the Gabba that he's had to live with all summer. Oh, hang on. It could be a 6-6-6. We're all here. Dominic's trying to send yeah. forward. He's not going to get there. It would just be a warning at this stage. Yeah, like your first one. Yeah. 17 seconds to break the tie in the opening game of the season. Nothing to separate Carlton and Richmond right now. At the bounce, Nan Curvis wins the tap. Ed Curnow. Deconin has another go. Chera gets the kick forward. Mark dropped by Akers. 55 out. Hand pass to O'Brien, met by Daniel Rioli, who tied him up. It's a draw. It's a draw to start the season. Oh, Carlton couldn't protect the lead. And for a moment, Richmond celebrated as if they had won on the Lynch kick. But at the end, no one gets what they came for. 88,084. See a draw to start the season. Well, the Tigers had their opportunity in that last quarter, 15 inside 50s for one goal, two. All up, the Tigers went inside 50 66 times. They could only manage the 8-10, which Carlton scored from their 45. I don't know what to make of it. The crowd's flat, aren't yeah. they? So the, the year of COVID when we restarted, that first game was the one of the weirdest draws I've ever seen, which was, what was that, Richmond and Collingwood. I think Nathan Buckley and Damien Hardwick terrible. came across each other and said, well, that was a waste of a couple of hours, wasn't it, in the aftermath? It was like a nil-all draw yeah. type game, wasn't it? Very this had dour. more going for it than that. Uh, there we are. Nothing, nothing to show for it at the end. <laughs> nothing to show for it at the end. I tell you what, we did see. It, it, it's as close as you see to the Paul van der uh, Peter Knight's battle between Weedering and and Tom Lynch in the modern day aspect. Weedering took a couple of contested marks against him. Spoiled really well. Tom took a few contested marks and and kicked a uh, a few goals himself. So. 
Three goals, three to Tom Lynch. Six marks. And Wiedering, 20 possessions, 11 marks. I guess you're going to have a lot to say next week on this, Jared. but uh, do we get to a stage where we play extra time in these circumstances? It's an interesting question, I think, to raise at this exact moment, is it does feel like everybody leaves a bit hollow, and whether, you know, as an entertainment product they're entitled to see. I'm not a, I'm not a huge advocate for it, but if you said to me now, should we play five more minutes either way, I, I do have a slight... I have a rare slight leaning towards yes. As let them let them figure it out before we, we all we've go. We missed that roar for three or four months, and we were just getting those big roars at the end, and all of a sudden it's just gone flat. See, I'd agree with that. That that yeah, you could get the result. The only thing I'd say is, as somebody who loves the the romance of our game, does it distort history any? Because we can look back at you. You've just recited a game which probably didn't have all that many highlights as a draw. You sort of hark back to the draws and say, yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, I was there that game. Yeah. As a player, though, that you've been through it. Played in one. Yeah. And how did it feel? uh, Weird-ish. So 211 games. Yeah, you remember the draws because it's the one time... I mean, every loss, you analyse your own performance. So what could have I done better? In a draw... You actually say, what is the one moment I could have seized? You only need one moment more, not what I could have done better and compounded upon. You only need one moment to go better for you. Yeah, there's a fair few out on the falls tonight, and I guess Ross is the one that comes to mind. Uh, So Bolton had kicked his behind, and then Ross... Uh, missed everything, and I wouldn't mind seeing the Acres drop mark just on the 50 Lost right his balance. at the end. Yeah, yes. he backed into space. He, I don't know if he thought, I'm going to get contact, and there was nothing unbrave about it. it, it just, sometimes you brace for contact and you stay under the footy, but that brace aspect through your body tenses you and your hands become very hard, and you grasp the ball, it, bang, it hits and drops. And to me, that's what it looked like for Blake. There's an art to saying, take the contact, brace for it, but keep your hands soft. And it, it really is an art form, and, and, and he's learned through so many hours out on the pitch training. It was a, he is a raking kick too, so you sort of kick, would have yeah. fancied him scoring right at the end, wouldn't he? After the siren, as it turns out, the final score on the Trojan Tools, Tools Built Tough scoreboard is Richmond 8-10-58, Carlton 8 10 58. The goal kickers Lynch booted three, Morris Rioli kicked two, with singles to Martin, Revolt and Bolton, while for Carlton, three for Charlie Kerno, with singles to Silvani, Mackay, Doherty and Fisher. Eight goals apiece, 8-10-58, each of two. Carlton led by nine points at quarter time, 14 points at halftime. Richmond led by five points at three quarter time. Carlton led almost the whole way through the last quarter after they uh, they kicked the first goal of it. Richmond pegged them back to tie things up inside the final minute. And is it a little bit early to say that Charlie and Tom are leading the <laughs> Coleman? Well, they are. They're tied together on the top of it. That's, that's factually correct. <laughs> uh, you had to be tough in the closing stages there for Hard Yakka legendary gear. But there's, the, I guess the other question is... I mean, draws are so hard to assess. Sometimes you feel like in a draw there is actually a winner and a loser. I have Mm. no feel for that right now. I wonder about the quality of what we just saw. 
So I, I don't know whether that represents the top end having sat through it, but yeah. it's round one of 23 games for each of them. You'd need more evidence, wouldn't you, to, to suggest that the, the, these two teams, one of them's going to go top four from that. But, gee, it's a long, long series, long season. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, it was a good contest, a fantastic contest, and there were some nice moments within it. But, but as a spectacle, it's, it was a good contest. <laughs> we had a couple of nice marks out there tonight, the Shea Bolton one, the Silvani one early on, Rioli running through the middle. So it has moments of, of uh, purity. Other than that, it was a pretty dour contest, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't think either coach will say, well done, you fought out a draw. I think they'll look at it negatively. Both coaches will be glass half full. Because they both made errors. They both made some basic errors. I mean, the kicking the Tigers in the first quarter, they probably... There was four shots, which you'd expect league footballers to be a better than 50% chance to make any one of those four. And the Blues didn't really seize on their opportunities in the first half when they had clearance dominance as well. I tell you what, Presti had a good game in the second half out of the middle. He was fantastic in there. Toronto probably just shaded Cripps. Didn't really see him take much ground. A lot of handballs. It was as if Cripper didn't run many times through the lines tonight. So they've got more elevation in them, the Blues, and the synergy between the two big key forwards will get better as we wear through this season. The two teams have retreated to their rooms to start the, the post-match analysis of all of it. We will head down there shortly. We'll take a moment to contemplate what happened and what it all means. We'll run you through the key moments of the game and get Dermot Burton's assessments as we go. AFL Nation for Elders, for Australian Agriculture and for Motorola. Motorola, the affordable smartphone. The score at the end, a draw. Richmond, 8-10-58. Carlton, 8-10-58 to start season 2023. You're listening to AFL Nation for Elders for Australian agriculture. A draw between Richmond and Carlton on opening night. Jared Wetley, Matt Hiller and Dermot Burton downstairs in the Richmond rooms, Jaden Short. Jaden, we really appreciate your time. Welcome to AFL Nation. It feels like the right moment to ask. If you were given a choice, would you play extra time and settle it if you had the choice? Oh, look, it's a, it's a hard one, I suppose. Um, they do it in the grand final now, so, I mean, you probably do it during the year as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's not up to me, I suppose. The AFL can decide on that, but, um, yeah, obviously another draw. So I've played in a few now, so it's a little bit weird. <laughs> Does it get any less weird? <laughs> oh, not really. I mean, yeah, I suppose... I'd rather play in a draw than a loss, to be honest. So, um, yeah, look, you always try to try to win games, but um, yeah, I think you probably would have seen the Richmond style tonight. And um, yeah, we sort of just we want to get the win, but I mean, we'll, we'll recess from here. Hey, Jaden Dermot here. Uh, I almost, actually almost went in to say, well drawn tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we don't know what to make of it. What do you make of it? Oh, yeah, it's a little bit weird, I suppose. It's a bit of a weird feeling. Um, not sure what to celebrate or, or to be flat, to be honest, but. Um, I think the boys can uh, hold their heads high after yeah, putting on um, like, uh, a bit of a show, I suppose, and playing the Richmond way. I suppose we stayed in the game, and um, yeah, I mean we'll take the draw, but obviously it wouldn't be nice. Yeah, you took the ground ahead of you that Richmond way. You, you said you had a lot more, a uh, lot, lot more of the ball moving forward than Carlton did. Um, one of the battle I was really interested in 
was, and you get to see a fair bit of it out there, being relatively close on occasions, is Noah Boulder against big Harry Mackay. Yep. It was as if he was instructed to play from behind, which I don't have a problem with, yep. because he forces him up the ground and gets him out of a dangerous area. Yeah. But he, when he played him from in front, he got done twice in the air. Yep. And then he played him from behind, and he kept moving him up the ground, forcing him up the ground. Yeah. Both of them played pretty well. I'm going to go, boys. Sorry, boys. <laughs> no yeah, but I'll you tell you what, Bolter's a good player, so is Harry. I'm going to let them do their job, but I'll stay away from Harry, mate. He's a gun, so yeah, absolutely. I'll, let Bol- I'll let Bolter try and work that out. Cheers, boys. Good on you, Jaden Short. So off to the meeting to try to make some sense of it in the aftermath of the oh, call. That was enough. Three or four yeah. minutes. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the around the grounds for Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day in the NRL. The Seagulls 34 beat the Eels 30 in a, a tight fought Thursday night. So, uh, uh, next question was to him, if Dimmer hasn't spoken to you yet, what's the mood of the coach? Because you can gather the mood of the coach coming into the rooms. As a player, you've got your head down, you're taking your boots off, whatever, you're walking around, you walk down, you see the, the coach go through. Sometimes they walk through and they don't want to make eye contact with you and you know we're in for it. Yep. Sometimes they'll look and there'll be a wry smile, they're happy to... You'd, ga- you'd gauge the coach's mood on the way through there. I don't know what I don't know what Damien Hardwick. He won't be happy, but will he be satisfied with eking out a draw so you don't walk away empty-handed? Yeah, I suppose when you're trailing inside the last minute and you kick the goal to draw it, it's that it's easy to be. They it's easier it right to be the last couple of minutes, didn't they? They didn't panic with Richmond. the ball. Yeah, well, they sort of they had. Seven minutes of pure attack yeah. almost, didn't they? But when the ball got into Carlton's forward line, it would have been easy just to go under pressure, hack it down the line, go barrel straight, straight into the forward line. But they didn't. They brought it to the other side. They kicked to a leading player, which was Jack Graham, on the, who led out on a 45-degree angle, put it well out in front of him. He swung around and banged it in. So they actually played with a bit of methodology rather than saying 65 seconds to go, boys, get it in there. That, there's that old saying, don't be, you know, the next to um, have a shot at goal. Be, be to panic into the forward line. Be the next to score. And they did. They set it up really, really well. So how much importance will the coaches play on this first-round match? It's a long year. Do they take a theme out of round one, or do they just say, we've scrounged a draw, we've got a long year ahead? Oh, they'll say, you, you got something out of it. We need to work on quite a few aspects of our game. Even when you win, they say that. <laughs> There's never been a fully satisfied coach. There's only one out of every 184 games a year. And he's the one who stands up at the end and says, we've won the premiership. Uh, You always want a little bit more than what you've delivered. Secretly, they'll uh, occasionally, they might say, "That's, that's pretty good. But he will be focusing on the things that went wrong. Um... Yeah, they've, they've got some improvement to make. Hopper could have played better, I thought. Um, yeah, he was, he was... I thought his kicking was pretty ordinary tonight. I expected more from him straight up. Only the one clearance for Jacob tonight. So didn't start in the middle, started him forward, who came up to the stoppage. But only the one clearance for the night for a player who's brilliant around the stoppage. And what so. about his t- uh, teammate Tim Taranto's first match as a Tiger? That would be eagerly debated whether the reigning Brownlow medalist won that battle. He 
I think he, from memory, without looking at the stat sheet, he, I think he got him seven clearances to Taranto's two. But the way that Taranto and Richmond play, Taranto got over 500 metres gained, I think, and and uh, Kripper was around 200 and something, and he gave a lot of handballs out, so they really did sweat on Kripper. Normally, Kripper can get much higher than that because he can run the lines. Oh, we just... And I'm just... Eyes are taken away just as we watch the replay of the last Carlton flurry forward. Yeah, Blake Aker should have taken the mark. There's yeah. no question. He, he was in a pocket of space. Yep. Your description is precisely right. He braced himself, including his hands, which was totally understandable. Yep, absolutely. But there was no contact yeah. He didn't back away from nope. it. You just... You just tense up, expecting a big knee into the middle of your spine. And when you tense up, it's, it's very, very difficult to tense up and take the hit and have soft hands. <laughs> and they hit the hands and they may as well have been stoned. Yep. He, it was a fraction further out than I first thought. So he was right. on 55, so the kick would have been 60. Now, Doherty had carried that trip and I feel like Acres is right, like, like that's going right to the line mm. and it only has to score. Well, Sam runs down and, and Doherty gets cramped. <laughs> Sam loiters <laughs> in the area. <laughs> Seen that done before. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, right at the end there's, like, it, it becomes the crucial moment for New Farm Australian through and through for what was grasped at one end. A, a towering pack mark by Tom Lynch is, is missed and we'll never quite know with Blake Akers and when the siren sounded is... His hands did go to his head. Um, the, the anomaly in the numbers, Dermot, is going to be Richmond's 66 inside 50s to 45, yeah. so plus 21, but Carlton led for 85 minutes and, and Richmond only led for sort of 16.48 and we finished with a draw. So for all the territorial dominance they had, Richmond were behind the vast majority of the night. Yeah, and if you had said to me... Those numbers of inside 50 are going to be in that fashion. I'd say the Carlton can't defend that. They can't defend that to a, a winning or equalising score at the very least. So you, you've got to give a big tick to the Carlton defence. And uh, once again, not to steal your thunder, Jerry, because you actually said it while we were talking off air. McGovern was shaky early, as you identified. Um, Lewis Young was shaky early for the first five, ten minutes of the game. And both came back with great aplomb. <laughs> Lewis Young was, was wonderful tonight. Jack got him, worked him under the ball twice during the game and had his handful of, of possessions as well. It was dangerous. Wietering was fantastic against Tom Lynch and Tom Lynch was fantastic against Wietering. It was yeah. a wonderful battle. Yep. And then, you see, McGovern fought back after an awful moment in the first, first minute, no, first 30 seconds of the game against against uh, Dusty Martin, and he fought back and was very good. If there was one moment of any player on the ground who said, I'd like that back again, it's Sadi when he stuck his foot at a ball that came in along the ground, didn't get it, overran it, and it just trickled harmlessly out the back to Morris Rioli and he kicked a goal. So, I mean, a coach demands that you dive at that, smother the ball at very least, at least make an action where they are forcing you to turn the ball over by tackling you. You have to smother that ball to put a toe out there and hope it hits it. Well, even if it does hit his toe, where's it go? You don't know. No, no, 
and it's in it's in dangerous territory. It's not the place Saudi to do like that, that one again. He would. You're right. You're right. The play of the day for Mildura Regional Development. A magical experience awaits in Mildura. Visit mildura.com.au. So the final passage of play, which leads to the lynch mark, all that to, to tie the scores up, is that sort of becomes emblematic of the year. I wonder what sort of year we're in for. Last year was such thrilling football, and we've started with a draw which has the tie and score inside the last minute. So the one thing I will say about that too is, yeah, yeah, it was a contest. We'd want winning scores of more than 58, though. We would. And that, that, so I think the thing I will grapple with is what was the quality of that game? Mm. So they were a good measuring stick for each other, but I don't know how that's... Yeah, it's Look, one I know of times change, but my rule of thumb is if you go in, if you are you are a team in contention, and you go inside your forward line fifty six times, that's fourteen times a quarter. Fourteen times is enough to work out how to beat your man, and get shots at the goal and and kick a twelve fourteen goal tally, and they kicked eight apiece. Mm. So eight from sixty six, the Tigers. So that's that. You'd have to say that didn't work that well for them. Have you got a coaching move of the night in your mind for Glencore? Advancing everyday life. Learn more. Search Glencore. Glencore advancing everyday life. Well, uh, I, two things. I love the Bolter. I, I genuinely feel, if I'm saying the way I look at it, Bolter played his opponent Harry Mackay from in front and got worked under the footy and had a goal kicked against him. Valuable goal. Thereafter, every occasion, he played him from behind. And although Harry was still good and marked the ball, everything was outside 50 thereafter. So that's, that's instructions. Don't let your man get goal side. If you play in front, they can always get goal side of you. The other thing was Tim Taranto, first game in Richmond Colours, they take on their kingpin. Take on Paddy Cripps in the middle of the ground. And it will be debatable. There will be people driving home who will say, Cripper played a very good game, and he did. But so did Tim Taranto, and he put a heap of pressure on the reigning Brownlow medalist. So I mentioned before, one had five clearances, one had um, seven. That was, Cripper had the seven over the five. Taranto had 32 possessions to Cripps 25, and one got 520-something metres gained, and the other had 289, I think. So how do you weigh that up? In the game style that Richmond want, they like meterage. They like taking the ground in front of him. So he did everything his coach asked him of. I didn't think they'd try and play him on Cripps first up. Yep. Thought it might have been Hopper. It could have been even um, Trent Cotchin go in there and try and run with him for half the game. But it was Toronto the whole way through. The big moment for Bendix. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix breaks here. It was the raking goal kicked by Sam Doherty in the final term. So he's kicked it from 60 metres and the value of that is obviously there in the scoreline.